podcast? I don't need a podcast. I need pictures of Spider-Man. Welcome back to Spider Crimes, everybody. It's been a while. We've got some nice treats in store for you, so keep on listening. This episode is brought to you by Spider Crimes. Okay. Spider Crimes, Spider Crimes, reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide. When you listen to Spider Crimes, hey there, where? These are the Spider Crimes. Okay, guys. Uh, welcome back. It's been a while. You guys got some Spider Crimes for us? Absolutely. Oh, do I? Well, let's go over. It's been it's been quite some time. We now have rebranded. <laughs> we are now your place for comic book comedy. We do blogs. We have a web series. Oh, man. Uh... Pretty soon, maybe we'll have some other cool stuff. I ordered us business cards. Mark nice. Hamill um, retweeted tweet your tweet. There, there are two phases to spider crimes. There is before Mark Hamill and after Mark Hamill. Because before Mark Hamill, we were just having fun, but now it's like business. Like, I'm still having fun. This is going on, this is going on our LinkedIn's and, you know. Oh, I put this on my resume. Yeah. Mark Luke Skywalker retweeted my blog. That is. I didn't write it, but. We have official titles now. Yeah, we, we do. Yeah. We, we're Find our website, kiddos. It's linked in our Twitter, spidercrimes.wordpress.com. Soon to be spidercrimes.com. We're going to get there. Yeah. We're still uh, and also, Matt is coming at us. Matt's coming at us from London right now. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's filling the beans. Spidercrimes goes international. <laughs> so what day, is it, what day is it over there? Isn't there like a weird time travel thing? Well, um, it's actually the same day, Corey. Uh, what year is it? It's, what year is it? <laughs> it's a year in the past. But uh, so Whoa. I'm coming at you from so you, March 7th, uh, 2015. Dude. Whoa, dude. You <laughs> get to see Force Awakens again. <laughs> you, did, you didn't see Fan Force Stick yet. I haven't seen Fan Force Stick yet. Well, but I have, though, because I came from the future. Yeah. So at the end That's of this true. trip, That's true. I'll be heading back to the future. Nice. Uh, you could, you could <laughs> bet on the World Series. <laughs> That's what I'll do. But actually, in all seriousness, it's the same day, uh, but I'm five hours ahead. So uh, Corey and Dan are about 2.30 right now, and I'm at 7.30 in the evening here. Yep. So that's, that's crazy stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Man. Dude. It's beyond me, let hey me man. tell you. Hey, man. Time is just a flat circle, you <laughs> dig. Movies come out at different times. So, like, later today I'm going to see Hail Caesar, which came out for oh, you guys dude, at the end of January. But for me, it came yeah, out. Yeah, you on know, Friday. I never got to see it. Me neither. I'm okay. I'm not a huge Coen Brothers guy. Really? So Matt, when do you get to see Dawn of Justice? Same day. Yeah, we do. What about Civil War? Don't you get it a little bit before us? Um, I think I'll be I mean, home. I'll be back in America. Oh, that's so right. We'll you will all be see back. that together. Hell yes! <laughs> I'm so excited for it. So the trailer came on like three different times while I was at home, and my dad went nuts every time he saw the like every time he saw the yes. TV every time bat or superman rips batman's mask off my dad just goes oh i'm so excited <laughs> Man, i'm, so pumped for I'm hyped i bought my tickets i am very hyped we get mine soon. we'll see how it plays out yeah but anyway we're not here to talk about time travel although we do that why don't we uh get started with a couple of spider crimes matt you uh you up for the challenge i mean i i guess <laughs> <laughs> well, let's that do this. So, that sounded so weird. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm ready. Let's spider crime it up, like baby. You're asking him to take the physical challenge on a double dare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, boys. Today I'm going to talk to you 
about a single issue of The Amazing Spider-Man that was published in the year 1971. Great year. Uh, (laughs) It's The Amazing Spider-Man number 95, and I'm going to show you guys the cover of it, and I think you'll get why I'm reading it today. Oh, nice. <laughs> it says Spidey fights in London. And he's he's on the Tower Bridge and there's Big Ben in the background that's, because those two are not even near each other. That's, that's you. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're in London. But, yeah. Hey, wow. How about that? There's a double-decker bus on the bridge. There's a bunch <laughs> of guys shooting at Spider-Man. What's that? The no, be- the Beatles are. The Queen drinking tea. <laughs> I mean, it's it's everything short of that. Mm. Like, it's, this cover is amazing. We'll have to tweet it out. But, uh, yeah, so this is Spider-Man Fights in London. Um, so basically, to give some back story about where Spider-Man is at this point in the whatever. Uh, so, G- Captain Stacy just died. Um, okay. Like, a few, a few issues prior. Um, and Gwen blamed Spider-Man for it, and then has since moved to London with some relatives, because that's like the only family she has, and she was upset, whatever. So the issue opens up with Spider-Man, and he's swinging around the city, talking about how he can't get Gwen off of his mind. And there's actually like a nice moment where he like looks at this billboard, and it's this woman's face, and it turns into a picture of Gwen. Like Everything reminds him of her. Class. It's kind of nice. Yeah. And it's also, I think it's kind of funny because uh, it's John Romita Sr. Uh, and he, every woman he draws looks the same. So, like, the face doesn't <laughs> change that much. Just her hair color changes. <laughs> but anyway, so he's all sad. He goes to the Daily Bugle. And he's like, the only thing I could do would be, like, visit her. But I don't have any money. Well, I could ask Jonah for a loan or, or an advance. But he wouldn't do it. And then uh, Joe Robertson's like, Peter, I haven't seen you since Captain Stacy died. And he's like, I, you know, I'm sad about it. And, and yeah, and he's like, yeah, we're all upset. How's Gwen? And he's like, well, she went to England to live with her relatives. And then uh, Joe's like, oh, well, you could go visit her. That's great. And he's like, no, I can't. I can't afford it. And Joe's like, how about this? I'm going to send you on a assignment so you can go and get some pictures in London. Aww. And Peter... And Peter's like, really? Then I do believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> and then this, this is the best line because it's like unnecessarily racist. Because Stanley wrote this, by the way. I'll throw that out there. Okay. But, um, okay. He's like, I do believe in Santa Claus. And Joe responds with, even in one who feeds his reindeer soul food. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. It's, no way. It's like out of the blue. It's <laughs> Joe Robertson's the black Santa Claus. <laughs> he absolutely is. Food. So then, like, Peter Lee, he, he's all excited, and he dashes off. He tells Aunt May, hey, don't worry about me. I'm going to go to London for, some for like, a couple of days. And, like, Mary Jane's there, and she's like, oh, fine, whatever. Because, I don't know, I guess she likes Peter at this point, and she's jealous of Gwen. So Peter goes, airport. Uh, Harry drops him off. And uh, while he's on the plane, he flashes back to... Um, Captain Stacy's death, which was interesting because when Captain Stacy died, he told Peter, he, he told Spider-Man, uh, he said, like, Peter, no, I, you're the only one who can look after Gwen. 
So Peter's like, oh, man, he knew I was Spider-Man the whole time. Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. And he wants her to – he wants Peter to take care of her, basically. It's kind of like what happened so in, then he's on the Spider-Man 1. More or less. Actually, no, it's the opposite. Is it? Uh, because yeah. Or does he say get at away, the end of, Spider- Oh, that's right. He, I remember now. He tells he him not to be away. involved. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. My bad. Leave Gwen out of it. It's all right. Um, but so Peter's on the plane. And this little kid starts talking to him, and he's like, hey, mister, how you do?" And, and then this guy's like, hey, son, come on. And then this guy's like a senator or something, or an American delegate. And uh, the plane lands, and there's this, like, announcement, like, everyone stay in your seats. And everyone's freaking out because, uh, so this is back in the 70s, and there you had to get on the stairs to get off a plane mm-hmm. instead of, like, through that hallway that you go through now. Uh, and so basically there's a bomb under the stairs. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, under the landing ramp and because uh, there's terrorists. And so Peter's like, I know what I can do. And immediately goes into like the bathroom and changes into a Spider-Man costume. Okay, now we need to stop for a second because yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker is such an idiot. <laughs> How on earth... Like, okay, so Peter Parker just happens to be on a plane to London, and then, hey, look, Spider-Man comes off that plane. It just well, like, like, back how? then, people wouldn't even question that. I guess not. Not but in 1971. Dude, they were too worried about the commies blowing them up, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so he bursts out of the plane and crawls under it and uh, kicks the staircase far enough away that it won't cause any damage to the plane, and it explodes immediately. Jesus, how far does and he then, kick it? Really, that's what he's saying. He's like, I'm really powerful. I, they don't know how powerful I can kick this thing. It's kind of cool. Um, but so he kicks the stairs away, and then the plane's evacuated. But then the terrorists kidnap that the American delegate and his son. Classic. Uh, yeah, so, so Peter's like, oh, they must be who, he, who they were after. So then he goes and, like, jumps onto their car. Now, this is all on, like, the runway. <laughs> in this airport. How many pages into this comic are we right now? We're nine pages in. Um, so he jumps onto the back of the car, and they're he's they're like shooting at him, and then and he gets a spider tracker on it. So then the cops come up, a very classic English cop, and he's like, <laughs> "It's great because all of the English people in this, their dialogue is so stereotypically British." Like what? <laughs> This is the chap who pursued the car, <laughs> Inspector. Like, is it all in cursive? No. <laughs> That'd be great, no, but it's, it's not in cursive. But uh, they're like, well, what's with the costume? And he's like, uh, you know, I don't want to be noticed. And they're like, oh, it's all right. I know who you are, Spider-Man. I've read your file. But we need you to stick around. And he's like, nope. And he goes away. And then uh, he swings. And he's looking for Gwen. He swings past Piccadilly Circus. And then it shows us Gwen in her window, like at home, and she sees Spider-Man swing by, and she's like, oh, no, he's here to kill me, <laughs> and she faints. <laughs> oh, man. And then her, like, aunt and uncle are like, what is she talking about? What, what, what happened? And then, like, her uncle hears her muttering Spider-Man under <laughs> her breath, and they're like, she must have imagined him. And uh, so then Peter's swinging around, and he comes across the thugs. And he fights them, but then the guy's like, oh, but you can't, they don't have the senator or whatever, they don't have him with him, they're like, you can't save him, 
There's, he's sealed by time itself. If they die, the guilt is yours. What? And uh, yeah. What? <laughs> so Spider-Man's like, oh, where are they? We don't know where they are, and they like won't tell. So he ends up. Oh, he gets his camera because he he used his camera to take some pictures, obviously, because he had to for the Daily Bugle. He puts it together. The guy said their fate is sealed by time itself. So obviously they're in Big Ben. Mm. <laughs> because when you're in another country, you have to use their famous landmarks. It's the rules. Security is not very tight in those things. Nope. <laughs> so he um he swings over to Big Ben and sure enough they're tied to the bell. Oh my god. And um but there's and there's like a bomb, so if the clock strikes seven It'll blow. So he has to web all of the hands on the clock to hold it from going to the seven. That is brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. And, <laughs> and then he's able to go in and rescue them and pull them out. And then the bomb is diffused. It, it doesn't show them diffused. It. It's just like a few minutes later, it's all diffused. <laughs> Who diffused it? <laughs> the police, I guess. I don't know. But so he uh, he saves them. And then he's he's going he's about to look up Gwen. And try to find her and her like relatives. Uh, but then he sees the Daily Times have reported Spider-Man foils terrorist plot. And he's like, oh no, the one thing I didn't think of. Now that all England knows that Spider-Man is here, how can Peter Parker go to visit Gwen? She'd be certain to suspect. And then he's like, he, once again, even when I win, I lose. Aww. But this time I'm losing Gwen. Why does it always happen? So then it cuts to Gwen and her her uncle and aunt, and they're like they see Spider Man on TV, and they're like, "Look, you were right. He actually is here. You didn't imagine it." And then she's all upset, and she's like, "Maybe he is the good guy, because even my father said Spider Man wasn't really bad. If only Peter was here. Aww. I wish he I wish he was here." And then and out the window, Peter's like walking by sadly. Mm. It's kind of nice and kind of sad. That is a nice moment. Yeah. And that's that's. That's the end. That's the end of the issue. That's the end? Is it, is it like to be continued or something? Is the next issue also in London? No, the next issue is about the Green Goblin coming back. Boo. It, does it mention <laughs> it or is he just magically in New York again, Peter? I think – I don't remember. It's, I read these a couple months ago. But um, I can check the beginning of issue 96 while you guys are starting the next one. Or Would you guys me, call just, it uh, Spider actually, Crime? It had some cute moments. The Big Bang thing is hilarious and yeah. totally stereotypical. Which I also want to just offhandedly compare that to modern comics because this week comes out uh, Amazing Spider-Man number nine. Right. Um, and it actually takes place in London. But like one of the things that people have been commending about the new ones with Spider-Man being worldwide or whatever is that when he's in these other cities, they don't make it a big deal. Like, he doesn't have to go to every landmark. It's just there. That's, that's kind of cool. Especially, I mean, like, because back then, it would be so expected of him to, like, go to all these big places. Like, if a superhero went to Paris, the whole thing would yeah. take place in the Eiffel Tower, you know? That actually happens in a few issues. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> um. Yeah, let me check here. Okay. I'm at 96 right now. Well, uh... Yeah, just... Dan, why don't you oh, prep the, us for your spider crime? All right. This one. Oh, it's, sorry. I, I just... It shows... At the beginning of the next issue, he lands back in New York. He's in the plane. Okay. Okay. So they bring him home. Nice. Okay. Sorry about that. Dan, no, go ahead. That's okay. Okay. So, over break, I was rummaging through the old things in my house, as mm-hmm. one is to do during breaks when you're home, mm-hmm. and I stumbled across a videotape that I had purchased 
when I was in eighth grade at a flea market, and it was Superman cereals from 1940s. Nice. What? Yeah, it's a VHS <laughs> of all these old Superman cereals. That's awesome. That sounds and great. One was basically, I think it was made to be on Spider Crimes. <laughs> it's called Superman Japo Tours. What? <laughs> As in saboteur in Japanese. Oh my god. Oh no. So right, <laughs> I just hear the the pain in Matt's voice. <laughs> it was released on September eighteenth, nineteen forty two. Great year. Great year. Absolutely. Uh, so Max Fleischer was the one who made the, the Superman <laughs> cartoons in the late thirties and early forties, but apparently this was the first one that he didn't make. Okay. And uh, so the thing starts off, it's like an old serial, and it says, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. And then it cuts, and it says, Paramount presents Superman in Japatours. And the Japatours is written in that very stereotypical Chinese takeout kind of lettering. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I have it written kind of here, like, for Corey to see. And it's like, it looks like Japanese characters, or like, or like Chinese characters that spell out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we're going with this. And so it was directed by Seymour Nitel, animated by Myron Waldman and Nicholas So Tarkor. it's a cartoon? It's a cartoon, yes. Okay. And the story was by Bill Turner and Carl Meyer, because you should know who wrote this piece of garbage. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So then it goes directly to the faster than a speeding bullet, stronger than a locomotive, able to soar higher than any plane... The Amazing Stranger from the Planet Krypton, The Man of Steel. So it's 1942. They've already established kind of things we all know about Superman. Right, right. It's fascinating. That's kind of cool. It's cool. It's cool. So it starts off with this Japanese guy, and he's reading the Daily Planet. And the headline says, World's Largest Bombing Plane Complete. And wow. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> – On it, the nose. It's, Here we it's, go. It's like has, it, that's like the focus of the frame. And it pans up <laughs> to show a picture of the Statue of Liberty. And then the Japanese guy presses a button, and it switches into a picture of the, Imperi- the Imperial uh, uh, Rising Sun of Japan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, takes his cigarette and uh, burns uh, – it, like, plays this really sinister music that kind of sounds vaguely Asian. It's like – you hear that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, but kind of – it's, like, slowed down. Oh, yeah. And it, oh, they, they burns out his cigarette, and it fades away the picture to the factory. Pretty Is this sweet. black and white? No, it's colored. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's colored. It's I was picturing cool. it in black and white. The, the animation's actually pretty good, and that transition's pretty sweet. Then it shows a, the this plane manufacturing plant, and it's this very propaganda-y 1940s World War II, like, bump, 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 like this really uh, big right. marvel of manufacturing. And Lois Lane and Clark Kent show up uh, as journalists from Daily Planet, and they're given a tour of this new, fancy airplane. And mm. it's massive. This thing is, like, a size of a city. It's huge. It's like the shield helicarrier. They have a shot where it's flying, and smaller planes, like, come out of it and fly <laughs> away. They fly off of it. It's, yeah, it's pretty nuts. So then Clark Kent makes this really lame joke, and he says, Lois, do you wish you were the one doing the test pilot? And she's like, Oh, we'll see. What? <laughs> and uh, 
so the people tell the people tell everybody all the journalists to get off the plane and as they're leaving Lois Lane ducks into this locker and stows away on the plane and starts flying off and and Clark Clark is at the bottom of the steps and he's just like so Lois and he turns around she's not there and the plane and she's gone and the plane takes off um <laughs> And so they, everybody's watching. They're so amazed at this giant weapon of mass destruction that's about to destroy the Pacific Islands and the Pacific Theater. And uh, but the Japanese are also stowed away on it. They're inside the bombs and they like oh screw up the tops and they come out. Oh my goodness! And that's the plot of Into Darkness. Yeah. Did you see that? I haven't yeah. seen that. No, I haven't seen this it. This is 1942. <laughs> but okay, so the Japanese guys pop out. They had these really dark, thick rimmed glasses. They have buck teeth oh and my like, God. like straw oh, hats no. on, and they're like, "Oh, we about to destroy plane!" Like it's like so, oh, no. so disgusting. Do they do R's for L's? Yeah, pretty much. Oh jeez. And so then they uh, they uh, hijack the plane, and the guy says, "Nothing will stop us till Tokyo." Oh my goodness! And then Lois Lane, she like <clears throat> gets out of her locker and she heads towards the cockpit. And then sees what happens, and she's like, oh, God. And so she opens the door to the cockpit and gets on the radio and says, and I quote, help, Japs have taken over the bomber. And Solid reporting, Lois. Yeah, and then ground control sends all these planes to go after it, but the Japanese bomb the runway so they can't take off. And then of course. Clark Kent sees all this, and he goes, this looks like a job for Superman. And so that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's, Does he go in a phone booth to change? No, he goes into an elevator. Damn it. He goes into an elevator. That's okay. Yeah, it's kind of a cool shot. Like, he like, gets, he like, goes in this building, goes up an elevator, he comes out of Superman, and he flies up. And he gets into the gets into the uh, plane, and the the Japanese guy is like, take one step further, and the lady goes out. Like she's gonna, He's going to drop her where the bomb is, and she just gets like flung out. And Superman says, okay, little man, you beat me. And Superman gets out of the plane and, like, jumps out of it, then flies back into it and, like, saves Lois. <laughs> and then he starts beating up the thugs, and he throws them off this railing, which is where Lois was laying, but the thing is open, it broke. And so Superman probably threw these guys to their death. Oh, totally. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, well, he's a killer now. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, let's not get into this. <laughs> so he gets, in, he gets into the cockpit, he but kicks the door open. It takes him like five tries. I'm like I thought Superman would just kick this door open, but it took him five tries. And he opens the door, and uh, he's about to. He, the, the the guy piloting the plane breaks the controls and jams them, so it's about to crash into Metropolis. So Superman oh, grabs Lois Lane. He like, beats up the guy. Obviously, they grabs Lois Lane, flies her to the ground. Drops, like, puts her down, then flies back into the air and catches the plane. Nice. Right? It's so cool. It is <laughs> so is, that's awesome. awesome. He, like, catches it, it lands safely, and it's so cool. But then, like, the whole... Classic Superman. It's, like, classic Superman, you know, stopping the plane right. that Lois Lane is on. But you're just like, this whole short has been terribly racist, and it's a piece of propaganda. And you're just like, oh, God, this is awful. But then... Uh, so he saves it. it. They show this giant airplane like laying in like a main road, like a big street in Metropolis, and it cuts to a news wire reel kind of thing. It's on a. It's kind of like a video like you see in New York City, like in Times Square. And it says Superman yeah. saves giant bomber, captures Japatours. Nice. Yeah. Fucking Japatours, man. Yeah. 
So he didn't kill them, he captured them. Yeah, I guess so. How, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, hey, I'll don't ask. You. This is only nine minutes long. It's <laughs> only nine minutes? Yeah. And then, <laughs> so then it cuts to Lois and Clark sitting on a, in an airplane. It's like flying here, the, the propeller running. And he says, you're much safer in this plane, Lois. And then Lois says to him, I'd feel a lot safer if Superman was here. And it cuts out, and they're on a carnival ride. Aww. And that's the end. That's wow. so cute. That is such a racist spider crime. Yep. I but again, know. has those cute moments yeah. like Matt's yeah. did. I'm not happy to say I had to read that, you know? <laughs> I felt pretty painful writing these things down. That's okay, man. Yeah. You did it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so is that a spider crime? Such a spider or did crime. We... Oh, that's a spider crime. Such a spider crime. That's a good oh, one, though. That's right. By the way, to, I forgot to introduce this, is that leading up to Batman vs. Superman, I'm going to watch old Superman and Batman film reels and stuff from the 40s. To, uh, I was just considering watching Man of Steel and making yeah. that my spider crime. Oh, yeah. But we could devote a whole episode to no. that. And we I, if we're going to do – not one of us show. gets that. We're going to do a whole episode if we do Man I of Steel. I love talking about that movie because I want to love it. I but... love that movie. I love it. Love okay. It, love it. I have a couple of notes. I don't have a spider crime this week, mm-hmm. but I have a couple different things I wanted to bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, two on the note of that. One, there's a book out there I read last week called American Born Chinese. It's about – a Asian American school kid trying to fit in, mm-hmm. and if you, it's like six dollars on Amazon. It might be in my top five graphic novels of all time now. Nice. Cannot recommend. Uh, is it the more. one you told me about? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, two. Somebody on Reddit a while back posted the Man of Steel children's book adaptation, and in the end, he doesn't snap Zod's neck. Zod flies away back to his home planet. Mm. I thought that was funny. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. That's like how. Oh, oh sorry. I don't want to interrupt you, but um, when I worked at Toys R Us, there was a. We had the junior novel adaptation of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, so I read the end of it, and at the end, Gwen doesn't die. I don't even think the Green Goblin shows up. Wow. They, he just He just follows her to England, and that's how it ends. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. super interesting. Yeah. Um, that might be draft one of uh, maybe. <laughs> I, do, I do have a spider crime, and the spider crime is us, the last episode. What? So, you know, that there was that moment when we couldn't figure out who Len Wein was, Len Wein. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, that sounds familiar. And it's the guy who created Wolverine. Wow. <laughs> My cousin was listening. He's like, dude, come on. It's the guy who created Wolverine. And I was like, oh, Wait God, we're idiots. What were we talking about uh, when we did that? We were talking about... Stegron's Dinosaur Man. Yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> wow. So the same guy who created Stegron created Wolverine? Yeah. I guess so. I guess you win some, you lose some, right, guys? Hey, Stegron <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Who are you, man? I love Stegron. He came back. He came back in the one I read the other day. Let's do that. We'll have to – I'll talk I about have, that uh, I have another interesting tidbit to share. Okay. I was at a convention in Cleveland last weekend, and I saw a panel with the Russo Bros, the directors of Civil War, and they talked a lot about filmmaking. It was really interesting. Oh, but, they were there? Yeah. That's where they're from oh, is Cleveland. Cool. And did they shoot? Cool. Uh, they shot a lot of. They shot a lot of the first Avengers in Cleveland, I believe. That Spider-Man and then they, they said they only shot in DC for three days on Winter Soldier, and pretty much the rest was Cleveland. But they said that uh, they got the crowd really hyped because one guy asked about Black Panther, and then Joe Joe Russo was like, "So it's cool that we get to introduce him, and there's also another character we get to bring in who's a lot younger. He's mm. some kid from New York." <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys don't Your know. Your reaction right there is what the entire pa- panel room did. <laughs> and then oh, they man. brought Frank Grillo on, who plays Crossbones. And he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. 
But somebody asked a question about Batman versus Superman. Excuse me, Batman v Superman. Uh, it's it's versus. And then, so Frank takes the microphone and goes, "You know what? I've seen that Batman Superman movie." And the Russos are going, "Don't do it, Frank. Remember who you work for. Don't say anything." And he goes, "All I'm going to say is, you got 15 bucks come the end of March. You better off saving your money." And the place went oh. nuts. That's shots fired. It was shots fired, dude. The place exploded after that. Oh God, I'm still so I'm excited. Still for that oh, oh, I'm God. still, I'm so pumped kidding? for both of them, dude. Yeah. And X Men Apocalypse, I feel like is being hidden at the moment, it's but got, it's got Oscar Isaac. It's like yeah. the word, the word on Batman vs Superman is Batman is great, and Lux Luthor is great. Mm. Like those two are supposed to be the strong points. From the rumors that I've seen on the internet, like you know, people saying like, "Oh, I've seen the movie." I can just say you should all be really excited. I've heard mainly good things. I have yet to hear anything yeah. bad. It's supposed to be a good movie. Thank God. I'm very excited. So excited. Yeah. Waiting two, three, almost three years for this. Yeah, seriously. It feels yeah, like yeah, Man Dan of Steel and I, was so uh, long ago. The was, Man of Steel was three years ago this summer. Yeah. And then they, they announced Batman Superman not shortly after that. Yeah. Like, really, like, like right after, after summer. Yeah, at Comic-Con. And they cast... Ben Affleck that fall. Mm-hmm. I remember every freaked out. They casted Ben Affleck the <laughs> night before I moved into college. I remember it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah I remember every well. freaked out about Ben Affleck, but they were all cool with Bradley Cooper being Rocket Raccoon. Like no one, no one bad an eyelash at Rocket uh, Raccoon. Adam Sandler should have been Rocket Raccoon, but Bradley Cooper did a fine job. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. What? Adam Sandler's voice is perfect for Rocket Raccoon. When I read the Rocket comics, Raccoon's British. What? Rocket Raccoon has a Cockney English accent. Yeah, everything else I've seen him in has, like, a British accent. No, dude, in the comics before the movie, because the Guardians movie changed the comics. No, obviously. Yeah, I read it as Adam Sandler. Mm. Well, he's supposed to be Cockney, so you read it wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong, Matt. The movie changed it all. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 was, I forget. I had something else to say. I think about Batman versus Superman, but I don't remember. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Three weeks. Are we? Did we just decide that we're going to do next week about Man of Steel? Let's do it. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to find it. Well, kiddos, we're winding down here on today's Spider Crime, so I guess you have next week to look forward to when we discuss Man of Steel, which is perfect, boom, boom, because then we can boom. do, in two weeks after that, we can do a Donald Justice episode. Nice. There we go. Uh, what um, going to say? Have fun, kiddos. Stay safe. Follow us on Twitter, at Spider Crimes. Why are you calling Crimes. them kiddos, Corey? What? They're accessories. Have fun accessories. Stay safe. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Accessories, you feel like they're not good enough to be kiddos, you know? Accessories just I seem mean, like something you buy and like... You are all <laughs> our spider friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Follow us on our Great. spider Twitter at Spider Crimes and find our spider blog for all your spider comedy. I hate you. <laughs> I hope you all enjoy oh! 10 Cloverfield Lane this weekend because I, I sure wait, am going to. I don't get that till next week. Mm. Sucks. And it's my birthday. Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye, Dan. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Matt. Bye. Podcast. Get out. Spider crimes, spider crimes. Reading comic books all the time. Are they good? You decide. When you listen to spider crimes. Hey there, where? These are the spider crimes. Bop, 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 bop.